inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Force Fan Podcast. Happy May 4th, everybody. Cat Ray and I are currently podcasting in the middle of the night because we wanted to get this episode out in time for May 4th. And we just finished watching the series finale of The Clone Wars. Victory and death. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, this this whole arc has just been amazing from start to finish. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, and this last episode was no exception. Um, thankfully, we had initially planned to stay up. <laughs> until midnight i mean technically it is midnight for adrian it's not quite midnight for me but they dropped the episode early so we've already watched it and now we are ready to talk about the siege of mandalore (laughs) (laughs) dude it's been 12 weeks isn't that insane it does not even feel like 12 weeks i mean honest to god i didn't think we'd ever get here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and now here we are, and and now it's over. It feels like we were watching the Bad Batch like two days ago. Like, mm-hmm. wow. But yeah, it's just like that is insane. But yeah, here we are having seen the Siege of Mandalore, and wow, just what 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 is what a series a, of episodes these were? Yeah, just a mind blowing way. Just visually, um, the music all of it just the voice acting like it all came together in this perfectly packaged arc to end the series and i think it was just so well done um and so heartbreaking <laughs> uh dave filoni is always good at twisting the knife a little bit and making us hurt and he did an exceptional job with these episodes to that uh effect um i know at least for victory and death i you know not quite literally but was holding my breath the entire episode um the tension throughout these episodes was just perfect um so we're about to get into some heavy 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 spoiler territory this episode is not even hasn't been even out for like it's been out for about an hour i guess now yes yeah about yeah so um but we're releasing this right away so stop listening right now if you have not seen the episode yet yes and please go watch it if you watch it many times multiple times (laughs) everything after this moment spoiler yep you you've been warned (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, so to go off of what you were saying, Kat, it's insane. We we both know Rex and Ahsoka are going to end up fine. Like, we, we, we know. Fine. Fine, quote unquote. <laughs> we know they're not going to die. Yes. Yeah. But we didn't know how they were going to get there. And that's a really fine line to walk in storytelling when you're trying to get to a, when you're trying to get to a point that your viewers, that your viewers already know, like, where the characters end up. <laughs> but you're still trying to keep it a surprise of how they get there. And I think what I love about this arc is it gives us that up to a certain point. Like, it doesn't fill in every gap. 
but it it show you know it it i it does a really great job of putting the pin in the end of the clone wars um and i know um we made some predictions in our last episode or last <laughs> two episodes now i can't even remember um but we were mostly wrong <laughs> and i actually i think i'm glad about that um because i don't think having watched the end of it now i don't think we needed that you know we didn't need a voiceover we didn't need flash forwards well we got a flash forward well okay yes that the minor the minor flash forward i I think we were both right just from a certain point of view Eh? see what he did there (laughs) so the the biggest one obviously thank god because otherwise i would have to eat my hat I don't have to eat my hat now. We got a Vader cameo at the very end. Yes. Fantastic. <sighs> Heartbreaking. Vader, a Vader Vader cameo in a flash forward set in the Empire era. You got mm-hmm. stormtroopers, snowtroopers. It's freaking fantastic seeing these characters and soldiers animated in the Clone Wars style. And this very, very intimate moment is like this moment of reflection for Vader. Yes. And it harkens back to, gosh, the first episode now, um, where um, Anakin presents Ahsoka with her new lightsabers. So there's this nice, (laughs) sad connection between, you know, the last time that they saw each other and then Vader retrieving these sabers um at the end or saber i guess so (sighs) (laughs) yeah really 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 emotional as soon as as soon as i saw that shuttle adrian and i was like oh it's an imperial shuttle it's an imperial shuttle yeah (laughs) that's right like oh those are not clone troopers anymore hello (laughs) i see you snow trooper i i see you so Let's let's go back to the beginning, though. And I mean, it's super easy to focus on the end of this arc because that's literally the freshest thing in our minds right now. And we had initially planned to actually watch the entire arc before (laughs) recording this episode. But because Disney dropped it early, we just went dove right in um, to the finale. So (laughs) here we are. We had a whole plan. For everything. <laughs> Down on, you know, early prep for this podcast recording. Nope, out the window. Look, I'm not complaining, though. No, neither I'm, am I. I'm actually, it, from from what what I think was happening is they actually were rolling it out basically in midnight in every country, mm. um, as opposed to waiting until midnight Pacific time, which is the standard right um but luckily i think when they got to the u.s they just dropped it around nine o'clock which is midnight east coast Coast midnight yeah yeah so (laughs) thank you lucasfilm could you not do that lucasfilm for everything moving forward just like the earliest midnight (laughs) it would save me a lot of sleep i'm just saying (laughs) please and thank you you. You won't have to worry about that now because the Clone Wars is over. <laughs> eh. anyway. I guess I guess for whatever series come next comes next. I'm I, I'm gonna watch the Mandalorian behind the scenes stuff. I'm not gonna stay up until midnight though to watch those. No, no. <laughs> um. 
All right. right. So, but okay. First episode. Aside. Yeah. First episode Let's... of the Mando. I mean, of the Mando of the Siege of Mando. Lorian. <laughs> <laughs> Siege of Mando. Lorian. <laughs> 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 Yes, so let's go back to the beginning. And the first episode of this arc was Old Friends Not Forgotten. And we got some pretty incredible moments in this episode alone. Um, we knew we were in for a ride. <laughs> um, so the first episode brings everyone back together. We're basically approaching the very end. And, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan are battling it out. And... They get a call using codename Fulcrum, which we <laughs> have heard before, conveniently. I see your um, retcon there, Filoni. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not my favorite detail, but a minor one I'm willing to overlook. So, <laughs> um, and then everybody comes back together at that point. Um, because Ahsoka's trying to recruit, well, Ahsoka and Bo-Katan are trying to recruit, um, the Republic, which goes just about as well as you think it would. <laughs> Everybody getting mad at each other. <laughs> and a bunch of Jedi being petty as heck. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that, that episode alone just gave some great moments with Ahsoka and the 501st, um, and the whole painted helmets thing. And then especially, of course, Anakin and Ahsoka, this being the last time that they get to see each other, um, which we get teases of then in the other episodes throughout um, this arc as they continually have these missed connections. Like, you know what? I love how they just like comb through Revenge of the Sith and trying to find moments in between scenes where mm -hmm. they could realistically do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like that is funny. That that every time that happened, oh, he just left to go tell the chancellor that Obi Wan has engaged General Grievous. That made me laugh. That's funny. 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 Quote unquote. No. Sad. Horrible. So close. I was like <laughs> screaming every time one of those moments came up because it's like, oh, Ahsoka, if you just sent Anakin a message. I mean, of course not just, but oh, it feels like that. Well, how how. Do you think it really would have affected the eventual turnout of events if Ahsoka did talk to Anakin? Eventual? No, maybe not. But it might have helped derail it a little longer. I don't know. If if Anakin and Ahsoka had had slightly more time to talk, maybe. Maybe she could have talked him off the ledge a little bit. I don't know. Probably by this point, it's really all too late for Anakin honestly in the grand scheme of at things at that point he was all about padme and those visions of mm -hmm. her dying so mm -hmm. i don't think i think if even if ahsoka had managed to get a little one-on-one -on -one time with him it would have been a very distracted call very uh-huh yeah 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 it's just one of those type of calls uh, yeah you just have to wonder like if she had said something to mace and yoda if mace hadn't been petty af oh my to God, her freaking mace man um, that is the last time in the Clone Wars series we see Mace Windu. And he's being such a jerk. He's just pe being the, oh my God. He's trying to impress Ki-Adi Mundi. See, <laughs> he was right there watching. He's like, you know what, man? I can be a worse Jedi than, than you. I can be more political than you. Here, watch, look, hold my beer. Hold my beer. Citizen. 
Oh, F <laughs> you, man. <laughs> I like I like how in that scene, because this animation has gotten so good, you even get Rex doing like a double take like, excuse Whoa. me? <laughs> what did you say? And then Yoda looking up at him, you know, Yoda being the grandmaster that he is, he just he keeps his composure, but you can tell there's a little that was uncalled for, man. Mm-hmm. And he well, says, Well what I think Go ahead. I, I was gonna say what what I think about there is you know yoda was willing yoda yoda knew or knows that ahsoka is still a jedi at heart no matter what she says or what title she has or doesn't have um her actions and the way she behaves continually speak to her being a jedi and being raised in that tradition and he in that moment he's less dogmatic about it than maces and ahsoka is not ready to take that leap back although that scene to me almost kind of indicated that maybe she was thinking about it a little bit um because you know she says i did my duty as a citizen and yoda asks, not as a jedi and she says not yet and to me that was that says that maybe she has thought about it like maybe she would have tried to go back at some point, that's a uh, that's part of her development with the whole Cortez sister uh, arc. She she kind of gets reinvigorated on the whole what a Jedi can be. Yes, yeah. So it, there's a little glimmer of hope there again for her. Maybe maybe yeah. if things change a little bit, or maybe I come back with this kind of mindset. Be the change you want to see. Exactly. And in an alternate universe, I think she would have. <laughs> I, I like the train of thought you you were on there, Cat. So I, I'm going to go mm-hmm. with that and just say she would have returned. And Anakin would have been happy, and Yoda would have been happy, and Obi-Wan would have been annoyed but happy. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I like that. That's an alternate headcanon right there for me. Yeah. So that that little moment with, well, Mace, you just want to scream at him, but with Yoda, um, I thought... I. I love that little moment. I mean, you know, we've been round and round and I certainly have my issues about with Yoda <laughs> and the way he has behaved on occasion. But I, <laughs> I loved that. I love that a lot. I can't lie. I love that moment a lot. Yoda, for a lot of his flaws, all his flaws, he has a big heart. Yes. Yes. When it comes and down I to think it, he, he's a big heart. And he cares deeply. And that was very evident um, in their conversation. Well, even before that, uh, going back to the Lost Missions, quote unquote, season six now, where Yoda goes on his Jedi Force vision quest with R2, he has mm-hmm. that dark vision where all the Jedi are dead. And yes. the one he interacts with is Ahsoka, who's not even a Jedi anymore. Yes. Good point. Good point. So he, he's got a special soft spot in his heart for Ahsoka. I, I think it's pretty, <laughs> pretty obvious. Yeah. He picked her for Anakin's The Chosen One's Apprentice back in the day for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Obviously, he, it was a good pick, good call, because Ahsoka's amazing, and <laughs> we all love her. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Made the right call, Yoda. <laughs> so, let's talk about Order 66 now. Do we want to talk about Order 66, or do we want to go before that and talk about the actual the battle the siege of mandalore i don't know man we, we did a lot of that in the last small episode we did but 
All right. We can talk. We can talk Order 66. Sure. Let's start there. Yeah. We can always go back right. to to the Phantom Apprentice. We're, we're, we're a Star Wars podcast, so therefore we have to talk about things out of order, just like yes. the movies. <laughs> Whatever strikes our fancy. <laughs> so Order 66, the, uh, Shattered, right? That's, that's the episode title. Yes. Shattered happens. Shattered. Damn. I watched that episode four times in one day, which I think might be a record for me. In one day? <laughs> in one day. I think I watched it five? Four, wow. Four or five. Yeah. I lost count. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it four times, and I that episode is just so heartbreakingly perfect to me. Um, it's so quiet in a sense after the Phantom Apprentice, mm -hmm. like the Phantom Apprentice, you get this big grandiose battle. There's explosions, breaking glass, lightsabers, you know, Maul and Ahsoka going at it and it's beautiful and it's big. And then you get shattered, which is like all about the quiet creeping menace the tension that just keeps ratcheting up because we know that the other shoe is going to drop. And <laughs> it was so pitch perfect. <sighs> Can I, I say loved it. the music I loved it. in that episode, I think is some of the best out of the whole series. Ooh, bold statement. I mean, Kevin Kiner has brought it this season by far. I mean, Absolutely. the music has been outstanding and the music for the Siege of Mandalore arc in particular has been outstanding, but I mean, yes, the music in Shattered was, and its connection to Revenge of the Sith, uh -huh. I mean... Oof. Once the actual <sighs> order goes down? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the music in that first half especially, when it, when it's quiet, when it's just all about the tension in the air, those mm -hmm. close-ups of Hannibal Maul in his cage just kind of staring out, Ahsoka and the clown just kind of wordlessly you know, transporting him to this holding cell and then looking out the window. I mean, you feel a lump in your heart or your stomach. or You feel a lump somewhere because you know what's about to go down. You just feel it. Yeah. Did you did you at all get the feeling that Maul was trying to, like, communicate with Ahsoka in those, like, in some of those close-up shots of his eyes when he's in, like, the, I don't know, Force Null coffin or whatever <laughs> that is that they found on Mandalore. Uh, not trying to communicate more, I think, the tension that we felt as an audience mm -hmm. was very much a real thing in the story. So he had a vision which led to the whole siege in the first place. Yes, yeah. So uh, he obviously had a, a connection knowing that, you know, this thing is, you know, impending, it's immediate, it's upon us. And I think just as how close it was to the actual event dropping he just felt it so he was just observing everything as best he could interesting he was reaching out a lot and ahsoka noticed in that one shot but i don't think he was yeah. trying to communicate okay that's how you took all it all right um well maybe not communicate in the i don't know i mean maybe maybe convey is a better word like girl you in danger we all in danger get out <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't know about you. You're the horror movie fan, but when they land on the Republic cruiser and they come down the ramp and there's just all of the clones waiting and you just want I I I just wanted to scream at Ahsoka like run because oh, you know how no, no, no. you know how many of them there are and what's going to happen. 
And I was like, oh my God. And we get the payoff to that in this episode, especially. Yes, yes, we do. So, I mean, for me, I that was just like, get out, get out. So anyway, to go back to my, to go back to my question, I, I, yeah, I don't really know if he was communicating in such, in such a way that it was like, you know, talking to her, but more of a like, be aware, be ready, something's coming. He definitely, either way, he knew it was coming and it was gonna, it was coming fast and soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, finally, after all these years, we find out how Rex got the chip out of his head. Yes, that has been a lot of speculation because, of course, back in Rebel Season 2. Just as the little scar. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and he's like, no, we had our, you know, we had our chips taken out. And so the prevailing theory was that he had it taken out before Order 66. Um, in the wake, in the wake of <laughs> Fives's discovery of the chips, and there was kind of this like thought that oh, maybe some of these clones had their chips removed. Were you surprised at all that he? How did you feel about that? No, oh, I was on board with that whole theory that he got it removed after the five thing. So when mm-hmm. the order drops, and his initial reaction was like, okay, he knows it just dropped. He's gonna play cool for a bit. But then when he turns around and you see the tears in his eyes and see Mm -hmm. him struggling, you're like, oh, my God, he is going through with the order. He is fighting it as hard as he can right now. Unlike Commander Cody, who just straight up, yeet, shoot him down. (laughs) Anyway, Rex is is totally trying to maintain control of the situation. And he's failing terribly. And you can see see that anguish, that struggle in his face. Oh, yes. So I was totally caught off guard by that completely 100 percent. like whoa okay star wars theory from online that was wrong hmm hmm shocking Shocking. (laughs) i mean i was on board with that theory too you know when when rex first appeared in rebels um and you know in in that time since but as we got closer and closer to this episode and it became more apparent like it was not mentioned at any time you know rex didn't have the scar or anything and so it was kind of like wait he doesn't actually like this hasn't actually happened yet um and so then there's kind of this horror (laughs) at least for me it was like oh no like he's going like how are they gonna how are they gonna get out of this like how is rex (laughs) gonna be able to beat it and he couldn't. I mean, he fought as hard as he could, and he was able to warn Ahsoka, but in the end, like all the clones, he succumbed as well. And so I... It hurt, but it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely... I would put that moment in my top five Clone Wars moments for sure. Yes. Yes. Just that the tears running years. down his face, his hands shake The way his hand shook when he drops the helmet with his helmet yes yeah yeah yeah. that (sighs) that is 12 years of build-up just shattering in an instant yes and it it was beautiful beautiful heartbreaking sad you're screaming at your tv at this point I mean, I think I think I just had this giant ball of tension and anxiety in my stomach through these last few episodes because, 
you know, again, we were all waiting for Order 66 to happen, but just to see how it came down and how they got out of it. Um, yeah. Wow. That's so <laughs> totally worth the wait for me personally. I mean, every, all the small details in these episodes just make it give it. They just give this final arc so much nuance and depth i mean being able to see the tear running down rex's cheek like damn you feloni <laughs> so, so let me ask you are are you happy with the way the whole chip uh plot point worked out for rex or for like the clones like the answer how did how did rex get the chip out here we got our answer so i oh. did a quick little <laughs> like five second surgery to get it out <laughs> well i mean you can do brain surgery in 10 seconds in the galaxy far far away but nobody knows if you're having twins and <laughs> can't save you from dying in childbirth uh we talked about this he didn't lose the will to live <laughs> <laughs> i no i actually so i in Shattered, I loved Ahsoka enlisting the help of the droids, and we get uh, trip, trip. another voice cameo from Dave Filoni himself um, as Cheap this time. Not Chop, but Cheap. Trip, trip, trip. Um, and so I loved Ahsoka enlisting the droids to help and how they kind of box Rex in and then carry him off. <laughs> That was, you know, like, it was a nice bit of levity that wasn't too over the top, but, you know, you kind of get a little chuckle about um, these three droids carrying, trundling off with Rex. So, um, I mean, I knew it had to happen. I'm, yeah, I'm okay with the way it happened because for them to escape, you know, they needed to find it. And I loved the the moment um where ahsoka is you know faint they're failing to find the chip and so ahsoka places her hands on rex's head you know the force is with me and i am one with the force nice little rogue both, one connection there too and they say it together and then they're able she the droids are able to discover the chip and that was just such such a little perfect moment um you know about putting your faith in the force and mm -hmm. letting it go and that was able to save rex and ahsoka in the end so so i'm i'm honestly i'm really happy with how it all played out i thought it was really beautifully done um no no complaints here <laughs> i love the moment but then i was in I mean, I expected. I knew this was going to happen, but it still kind of yeah. like cut through me when uh, it turns out that Rex sh fired at, at his own brothers. Yes, it's like I'm saving Ahsoka right now. Chow chow! You're, I shot you. <laughs> cool. You're in the middle of a battle, but I mean, I think for most of us, it did not escape us that Rex just shot at mm -hmm. clone troopers. And if you, if you remember the Umbara arc, especially. Yes, you. that was, like, horrifying for him to contemplate, you know, they turned on their general when when that happened before. And then in, in the last episode, Rex is ready to go all out. I mean, he's willing to take them down for Ahsoka so that they can escape, the two of them. So I think, I think it goes more to say about his loyalty and love and friendship with Ahsoka 
I mean, obviously, he has a love for his brothers as well, but his relationship with Ahsoka supersedes that, especially because these men are not acting under their own free will now, which makes it all that more sad as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they can't do brain surgery on however many thousands or hundreds, maybe not thousands, but hundreds <laughs> of men are on this cruiser. You know, <laughs> you don't have time to <laughs> to brains do brain surgery on all of them. So in that in that moment when he fires upon the other troopers, and then it just ends. I felt a little frustrated because I wanted to I wanted to get some reaction out of Rex because he just committed an atrocity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that paid off perfectly in this episode when they finally yes. had a little moment to to talk to you know kind of plan something. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, after after them fighting for their lives, shooting down all these other clones, just running, trying to just live, survive, and they finally get this little moment, and Ahsoka takes his helmet off, because it's obviously that he's shaking right now, and you see the tears <sighs> just going down his face. Mm-hmm. Man! <laughs> I know. Filoni? <laughs> Filoni, we just want to talk. What the hell is wrong <laughs> with you, man? Why are you doing this to us? I love you, but why are you doing this to us? That was beautiful. It was beautiful. And I think, I mean, again, I think it just shows the depth of their their relationship right there. I mean, you know, they are able to take a moment. And I think, you know, you can tell how hard this is for Rex to face the idea of killing his brothers. But, you know, it's one that he's willing to do um, so that Ahsoka can survive. That and I have I I have no doubt he would have sacrificed himself for Ahsoka to survive. Oh no doubt. No if doubt. that had been the case, if you know, if it had come to that. But uh, the way I see the, that moment is particularly special, I think, because I I feel it's a result of four seasons of Star Wars Rebels writing. I I think had mm. the Siege of Mandalore come out back in the day in the original run. We would not have gotten a moment like that. Maybe something like it, but not to that depth. Because, I mean, mm. like we've been talking uh, talking about before, Clone Wars Season 7 has a lot of uh, Rebels influence, obviously, right? It, it kind of yes. has to. A ton. But it it yeah. carries over that maturity. You know, Filoni is a different director, writer, mm-hmm. uh, since he started then, then to what he is now. And you can see the maturity in the writing in most of Season 7. And that is a prime example of... Of, of that, that was a very rebel esque moment for me. Go back to the older Clone Wars seasons; you'd be hard pressed to find a moment that that deep, that resonant. No, I think you're. I think you're totally right. Um, and you know, again, it just goes to show how much we benefited getting having to wait for this arc and getting it so much later. Um, you know, we now have the benefit of Filoni's experience and seeing these characters' relationship after the Clone Wars. Yes. So, I mean, I I think you're right. That's a great observation that um, that moment is imbued with so much of their history that we, the viewer, know, not that they've gotten to yet. So that was beautiful. Can we talk about Maul a little bit? Yes, especially okay, in so... these in these last two, not two. It's <laughs> <laughs> like whoop, shift gears a little bit. You can uh, tell let's... Maul is just having a ball walking down all so, those endless hallways. So Rogue One versus Maul in the Siege of Mandalore. Where do you stand? <laughs> 
fucked. <laughs> you, you know what? I thought because. Go ahead. No, I, I I thought last week's mall hallway scene was very was very well done, very horror movie esque, very Vader and Ro- Rogue One esque. Mm-hmm. But that is nothing in comparison to Mall on a catwalk in the hyperdrive room. <laughs> Looking wow. like the devil himself just the walked out of devil. hell. Hello. And yes and looking amazing doing it uh can't we just say (laughs) he that was incredible yeah so maul in these last two episodes was a lot of fun personally Mm -hmm. to me um i love that ahsoka saves him and they're very kind of testy relationship you know whatever (laughs) what you know she's she's literally about to take his hand in the phantom apprentice and join sides with him so that they can take down sidious until he reveals that he wants to kill anakin so of course er, you know all bets off and so now they're back to this kind of very antagonistic um well yeah i mean relationship but i love it yeah no 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 his (laughs) He's, I mean, he is pissed at this point because he had a vision, and once again, no matter how hard he believed, tried, yeah. he ha- he could do nothing to change the outcome. Mm-hmm. He gave it his all again. Nothing happened. The boulder goes rolling back down the hill. Okay, yeah, of course he's going to be pissed. It's, you know, he, he was even willing to still reach out to Ahsoka after that. It's like, okay, okay, it happened, but we can still work together. So if you just follow my lead. No, no, nope, nope. No, nope. yeah, she's like, no, screw you. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> you could do your thing as a distraction for me. Like not even a lightsaber, not even a weapon. Just like screw you, dude. I don't like you. Go away. She's like I'm not. I'm not rooting for you, which was hilarious. But that also came to bite her in the butt in the end. In another. <laughs> See, that's that's like the that's Maul's arc in these episodes, going from willing to be a middle-ish dark side character mm-hmm. to just like no, I am back in the deep end. Done with you people. I, I could stop and let you get on the ship so we can all three leave right now. But no, you wouldn't give me a saber. You rejected my proposals twice. <laughs> Screw you. I don't need nobody. Yeah, I mean, I had kind of been hoping that we might see like a team up with Rex, Maul, and Ahsoka. Um, and, you know, get like the three of them making it off together but honestly i am really happy with the way it worked out here because i feel it actually makes more sense character wise it does um how it worked out here and honestly um i think it it made much more sense emotionally that rex and ahsoka would be together at the end so in that sense i'm i'm pleased with how it all worked out but (laughs) as always maul played the role of that third crazy chaotic wheel that you have no idea which way it's gonna turn he was just this unstable agent thrown into the mix of everything else yeah i mean that he always plays perfectly yes i mean ahsoka was she was gunning for him at the end like she wasn't gonna pull her punches um and i i loved the the force grab of the shuttle um <laughs> and how she was trying you know trying desperately to do that that was um that was really well done but yeah no i thought maul was just so perfectly maul 
<laughs> at the very end there, he's like, you wanted me to cause chaos. Here you go. You know, like you made your bed and lie in it. And, you know, really at the end of the day, he's still, you know, he's there to save his own skin. The thing um, is, with you know, as awesome as that was, I still I feel bad for him still just because. He, he that that final outburst we got from him right before he he abandons Ahsoka and Rex essentially, mm-hmm. he's hurt again. The dude is always yes. getting hurt. He, yeah, <laughs> he got a brother. He died. He's always trying to get other people on his side. They die or turn against him. When he was leaving the ship by him with by himself, I was like, I've seen this before so many times. I am always seeing Maul leaving on a ship by himself. Yeah, and it's just so. He always ends up alone. It is so freaking sad. And I was talking with Flip today. He he's officially on season four of the of Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, <laughs> which means he has seen Maul's eventual, you know, destiny. Yes. And you know, we were talking about the quiet nature of Maul's demise with Kenobi on, you know, by a campfire mm-hmm. on by a blown out campfire on Tatooine in the middle of the night, a very quiet death. But he wasn't alone there. He had someone holding him mm-hmm. in his final moments. His greatest enemy, his obsession, showed him compassion. The guy that cut him down showed him compassion in those final moments. Yes. And because yeah. of that, his final moments, as tragic as they were, there was still a glimmer of hope there, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. I mean, that's, you know, Maul, like, you know, Maul has ended up alone so many times, alone and hurt and been rejected. And that was the one time when he was not at the very end. These episodes, again, just make everything else about Maul better. Just everything (laughs) makes so much more sense about the character after The Phantom Menace. Always alone, always cast aside, always hurt, like you're saying. And honestly, like we're saying now, his rebel's death is that much better to me now. All this chaos ends in a quiet, intimate moment. Mm-hmm. And he deserved it. If he's actually dead. <laughs> exactly, that's right. <laughs> Confirmed, Darth Sorry. Maul, season three of The Mandalorian. Rosario <laughs> Dawson is playing Darth Maul. Uh, look, I wouldn't put it past them. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, so... They escape the the ship in this wonderful video game-esque cinematic where they're just free-falling. Yes, but that also goes back to the, you know, um, I think it's the second episode of the the this of uh, this arc where you know they're they've ended up on Mandalore and Ahsoka's like running around on the ships while they're being attacked. First episode, huh? Yeah, and so it it mirrors that. It did, uh, just much more chaotically. <laughs> yes, much more chaotically. <laughs> much more of a sense of impending doom and death as the stricken cruiser is being pulled into the atmosphere. Which um, itself is a nice throwback to the Revenge of the Sith. Another happy yes. landing. Yep. <laughs> not not so happy in this Not case. so happy landing here. <laughs> I, f- uh, I was uh, chatting with Flip, too, while we were... Well, we, we watched the episode together, so that was cool. I was watching it along with Katri and with Flip. Yeah, um, but we were just commenting on the beautiful uh, cinematography in, in that sequence. Um, that was All... beautiful, and how there's always Y wings around. Like these shows really, really love Y wings. 
wonder if there's something about animating a Y-Wing or something. that <laughs> No moving parts. That's why there are know. so many of them, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, wonderful sequence that has a lot of, mirrors a lot of uh, material that came before it. But this is what I wanted to ask you. Yes. You've mentioned several times that you'd be very upset or very meh if there wasn't a moment between Ahsoka and Rex that at least mirrored the moment in the Ahsoka novel. Yes. Yes. We I feel we got that moment here for sure. Times a billion. <laughs> Go. God, I need yeah. to hear oh. your thoughts on that on those final yes. moments. So so I have been pretty vocal about my of all of the flashback scenes in the Ahsoka novel, I loved the scene, the fu- the funeral, quote unquote, scene um, that Ahsoka remembers, where she and Rex basically fake their deaths um, to throw the, the the throw the scent off their trail, and. I figured based on what we had seen in the first three episodes that we were not going to see that scene. So I had already kind of mentally been preparing for for that. But I think what we got, while it's obviously not the same as in the book, um, was maybe more heartbreaking oh, yeah. <laughs> if that's even if that's even possible I oh mean, it's possible th- lady and we saw it <laughs> my heart shattered I, at that big reveal yes uh so so in the end i mean what i liked about that the scene from the book is that it's this again it's kind of this intimate moment with rex and ahsoka saying goodbye to the past but what what I like about the way it was done in the episode was that it's magnified through the lens of the loss of all of these clones um, who didn't who didn't need to die, frankly, you know, and it's it's capped by then ha- seeing Jesse's helmet. But I just think it's uh, so <sighs> I see, you know. <laughs> It just I, that that scene was so beautifully done. And when you when you think back to Rex and Ahsoka's previous conversation and what we were just talking about, about how Rex is ready to kill his brothers to save Ahsoka. And then you have the fact that they've pulled all of these bodies out of the cruiser and buried them. Yeah, they, um, you, you know, they were there for days, maybe even weeks. Yes. To, to doing right by to these put, clones. Yes, to you know, to put these soldiers to rest and say, you know, say goodbye in their own way. And so honestly, I think that's even more impactful, especially because, you know, as we've watched the Clone Wars, all you know, these clones, they may be clones, but they all were individuals with their own distinctive personalities and feelings. And and so I think that that was a really beautiful way to give tribute to that fact that, you know, these clones, they were people. And just because they were bred as soldiers for the Republic's army, you know, that that doesn't take away from the fact that they were all individuals. And so I I that that scene who I was. I mean, you're getting kind of that, steamy now. I'm, I'm noticing. <laughs> yeah, that 
that scene that scene was beautiful so in the end i i'm very happy with the way that feloni decided to wrap that up because i think it's not only you know a way to show us that how rex and ahsoka kind of get away but it's also to say goodbye to all of these other characters that we have loved even if they were minor clone characters and so i thought that was a very fitting tribute in that sense so i'm i'm completely happy i mean really this whole arc in general i you know i think i've i've loved every single episode and they all feel different to me um but i love all of them so I'm I'm happy with that. What you, about you? You know, thematically, I just talked a lot. <laughs> thematically, I don't think there's a more perfect image to end the Clone Wars series than a mass grave of clones with an abandoned Jedi lightsaber on top of it. Like if you're if you're gonna sum up the Clone Wars with one image, that's it. That's how you Victory do it. Victory and death. I mean, going. Based going off of what you just said about the clones just kind of being pawns in this whole thing, and I mean, all their destinies were set from the beginning, like they were doomed mm-hmm. from the get go. Yes, and us knowing the eventual outcome with Order 66, it's just that's how you freaking end it. That's your final statement. That's this is what it was all leading up to, and then to follow that up with the results of that with the Empire Imperial Stormtroopers walking around and with Vader showing up once it's all said and done for a long time literally going through the scraps of that war and then picking up that abandoned lightsaber. Mm -hmm. It's like, damn, man. (laughs) Not a single word in any of that either. Rex and Ahsoka do their, do what they got to do wordlessly. Like, you know what they've been through, you know what they're feeling having done this. And then that flash forward with, with uh, the time jump with Vader again, not a single word. We don't need anything in those moments. We know, no, we know everything we need to know. Yeah, and I I feel like a lot of people could or might how do I want to put this? I feel this this episode as a finale feels maybe a lot quieter than I think people might expect, if that makes sense. Um especially as you just put it, you know, like there's no dialogue for the pat like the last what like 2 3 minutes, maybe 2. Um after rewatch and I can look at the timer. Um, <laughs> but to me, I think it works so well because, you know, this is this is a sad thing. Um, one, you know, in the show, the Empire reigns now. Like, you know, freedom is gone. The Jedi are gone. The clones are gone. Um, you know, this is not a happy time in the galaxy. Evil has won. And on on a more meta level it's also us the viewers the fans saying goodbye to this show it's sad you know it's been 12 years since this first aired and people have grown you know kids have grown up with this show and become this this show has made kids into star wars fans (laughs) and we're you know we're now putting the the lid on that you know the story this story is ending so (laughs) (laughs) 
just reminded so, me of a, of a freshman high school Adrian running home after a football game Friday night to watch the first episode. So, so you know, a, a little bit of, uh, you know, I I think to me, kind of this quiet, there's no dialogue, it's the music, it's the visual, the visuals, you know, it's, it's almost, I mean, it's, it's mourning in a sense, um, and saying goodbye. And I think, I think that's very effective. I think it was used very effectively here. I found it to be completely unexpected. And so I want to say thank you to Dave Filoni for that because, you know, we were dreaming up all sorts of ways that things might end, you know, what we might see at at the end of this series that has been 12 years in the making, basically. And I can honestly say that was not what I expected. And so kudos to Dave Filoni and the whole team that works on the Clone Wars because it was beautiful and effective and affecting. I mean, I will be thinking about this for for days, weeks, forever, months. I, you know, I <laughs> I loved it. I really can't complain all that much about anything because I really, I just, I loved all of this, the whole arc. Did you have to kill the droids, Filoni? Oh, <laughs> can we? I know. I almost so we were. <laughs> I don't know if I actually did this because now it's been like over an hour and I honestly now I can't remember. But I since we were on like our text thread while we were watching this episode, I believe I was like WTF Filoni. I don't know if I actually sent, you that. sent that. OK, <laughs> it's like when that part came up, I was like, the hell? You know, poor R7 and Cheap and Gigi. I was just like, really? Those poor droids were just, they were just being so helpful. And oh, <laughs> no, that was brutal. I mean, what the hell, Filoni? What the hell? Ugh. That was like unnes- unnecessarily mean. Brutal <laughs> nature of war, man. But uh, yeah. and going back to the whole final moments of the whole series, I think that's an even better example of the mature, the matured storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, we might have gotten a variation of what we got back in the day had it not been canceled. But I would bet money, I would eat my hat that that it would not have been as again as resonant and as impactful and as, as deep and emotional. I think it would have been louder. Not to say that you know this last episode wasn't loud either. I mean, it was hella loud. <laughs> <laughs> but we w- we would have lost lost out on just some of the best absolute character moments in the entire I think all of Star Wars not even just Clone Wars just all of Star Wars by this point 12 years after meeting these characters Rex and Ahsoka are staples in Star Wars mythology for a lot of people yes they, they are, are right up there with the original trilogy characters and the prequel trilogy characters so we would have missed out on probably the deepest moment for two of Two fan favorites now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it sucked that we didn't get a definitive end back in the day. But you know what? Patience and he shall be rewarded. And that's what we got. I Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think you're right. I think this arc and especially these last episodes really benefited from um, the knowledge that Dave has gained in working with several TV shows and 
yes, that it's that it's a much more mature storytelling um, way than we might have initially gotten. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're patient. Our pa- patience and long suffering, <laughs> long suffering <laughs> patience has been has been rewarded. So now, right before we we wrap up the, the special midnight episode, I just gotta wonder. <laughs> Are the Cortez sisters still holding onto Ahsoka's bike, just wondering what the heck happened? You mean the Martez sisters? Sorry, I just keep saying Cortez Martez sisters. <laughs> um, I keep saying Cortez, huh? I said that earlier. Uh, right? Yeah, Martez. As 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 far as we're aware of, they're just yeah. there, like waiting for her. Well, Every time someone well, walks in the door and the bell rings, they turn around all. <gasps> oh, you know, Rafa probably tried to sell that. Uh, <laughs> Trace Trace might have held on to it, but you know Rafa was like, hey, you, you want a, a busted speeder? Give it to you for like half price. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, ultimately we got a bunch of new characters, the Martez sisters, some new clones. We got some old old characters back in, in Echo and uh, Bo-Katan. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of good came out of out of the season, a lot of Star Wars is better now because of the season existing the way it does. Yeah, wonder what happened to the Bad Batch. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a comic or a novel. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, think I think their fates will be left nebulous. Probably. Um, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder Just how Echo would react to Order sixty six with all the augmentation in his head. Yeah, man. Yeah. Interesting to think about. Hmm? It's interesting to think about. Do you I mean the separatists or Dooku anyway, because I just watched that arc, <laughs> were aware of the chips. Um, yeah, you have to think did they did they take the chip out of Echo, deactivate it somehow, leave it in? Did they know it all? I mean, we don't know if if all of them knew. Oh Dooku no, did, I th- it was but... just Dooku and Palpatine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Trench sense. and the Techno Union had no idea. No idea. Yeah. yeah, you know, did they discover it? Did they? Yeah. So yeah, that that's really interesting. They obviously replaced bits about. of his head. So I'm just wondering if one of the bits they repl- they replaced was had that yeah, chip. The so chip. yeah, yeah, just stuff to keep in mind. Like, hey, maybe, maybe we'll see Echo again somehow later on. Who knows? Maybe or maybe we won't. We probably won't. But maybe. <laughs> well, you know, um, kicks kicks. Uh, survives to the sequel trilogy era. Era. Um, there's a short story um that was released right um a book of short stories released before or a- probably after I guess TFA came out. Um, really, he survives. Yeah, all the way to the sequel trilogy era. So you have to elaborate on that, Cadre. After we're done podcasting here, yeah. I- <laughs> I will, I will. Um, so yeah, you know, just things we think about keep us up at night. <laughs> Not like anything else isn't keeping us up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Star Wars is the most important or something. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, there you have it, everyone. Our last re- words yes. about clones episode for this Maybe. final season. Maybe. <laughs> Um, so like we're saying, happy May 4th. If you're listening to this on May 4th, Monday, May 4th, 2020. Awesome. 
We hope you have an awesome time with the virtual stuff going on on May 4th and 5th. I know Kat yes, Ray and I yeah. will be partaking in the festivities. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff happening. Um a lot of streaming events and panels that are going on. Um the Mandalorian behind the scenes series. I don't know if it's all the episodes. I think maybe it's all one. the episodes. I saw one episode oh, when I checked right now. Oh, oh, maybe it's just one episode or I don't know. Anyway, that started dropping. So um there's a ton of stuff going on for May the 4th this year because we're all stuck at home. So hopefully you guys will give us a listen and, you know, tune in to a bunch of stuff that's going on and have an awesome May the 4th. Um, keep an eye on our socials throughout the day. We're going to be posting some yes. fun stuff. And yes, yeah. on Tuesday, Revenge of the 5th, we'll, we will be live tweeting Star Wars Episode 3 for Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> for that extra feel-good time. <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly what time in the day we'll be doing that, but keep an eye out for it. Probably a little later in the day. Yeah. Uh, you can do so on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast. And uh, I think we're going to be posting maybe a few stuff on our, our personal socials, so keep an eye out on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> for me, on at Blue Lab Pro. And you will be able to find me on Twitter all day tomorrow at Cat Ray and uh, at Instagram on the same. And please come talk with us about the Clone Wars or anything Star Wars related. Cat Ray's been teasing us with some sort of some sort yeah, of plot so on, on Twitter. I, yeah, so. I have I have some big I have a big tweet thread that I spent several hours working on this weekend because <laughs> that's how dedicated yeah, I am. And I plan on no idea what it I, is. I plan on dropping it tomorrow. So definitely, definitely come to my socials for that. And hopefully you will enjoy. It's just meant to be a bit of fun. Um, but I had a really fun time working on it. So hopefully you will see it. And, and I'm like it. looking forward to it. <laughs> so once again, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Force Bond Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, Blue Lab Pro, and Twitter and Instagram at Catney. That about does it, everybody. May the fourth be with you. And with you. From Blue Lab Productions, thanks for listening to Force Fan Podcast with Adrian, Cat Ray, and John. Edited and produced by Adrian Misa, with original music composed by Brooke Monroe and original art by Mitsu Overstreet. Please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All rights reserved. <laughs>